Welcome to the Roots Report. My name is Patrick. I'm Major. And I'm Tom. What are we going to talk about today, Patrick? Well, today I'd like to talk about the stock apocalypse. It's coming. Elongate. And I, I mean that as two words, actually. So not just something that's a little bit longer than it was before. Yeah. Well, oh, wait, maybe not. I mean, this Twitter deal should have been done already, but now it's on hold. Now it's not on hold. So maybe it I is will say elongated. elongate is going to take way longer than it should. Uh, would I you say see. it's going to take an elongated amount of time? I, I think I would. I would say that. Oof. On behalf of our viewers. <laughs> I apologize. This is for the no premium dangers. content you guys <laughs> come for. And, then and uh, also, we, we're going to go over some uh, global news, Chinese lockdown, and uh, our classics, earnings, and rip it or dip it. Nice. Sounds like a great episode. Definitely yeah. a lot going on in the market, so you know there's going to be a lot going on in the podcast. Thanks so much for listening, guys. We appreciate it. <laughs> Let's jump right into it. Um, now, Patrick, I thought it was really peculiar the way you, you phrased this topic, right? You said, are we heading into a stock apocalypse? My question is, are we not already there? Are you not already bleeding out your ass? Uh, is your portfolio not begging for cash at this point? The Dow is down eight straight weeks. The S&P is down seven. That's, that's the only... first time that's ever happened. No, that's the the fourth time that's happened since World War II. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. The Dow being down eight straight weeks? Oh, no, weeks. sorry, the S&P. The ah, S&P okay. 500, yeah. Okay. I'm not, not sure about the Dow. Uh, it's kind of a, a boomer for me, so mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't usually do too much with the Dow. I see. Yeah. Okay. Um, except, you know, it's very important, right? Like, I'll pay attention to specific members of the Dow, but... Yep, fair. fair. Have I ever traded DIA? I don't think so. Hmm. A Dow mimicking ETF? It it does have its uses. Yeah. Um, yeah. For, for people over 60? Uh, I don't know. Comment comment down <laughs> below and uh, or tweet at us. Let us know if you if you trade Dow uh, or if you like to trade SPY um, or NASDAQ. SPY is definitely kind of what's, I don't know. The, the, the common benchmark for most things right now. And it's the middleman. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Right? Like, yeah. if I want to trade on sheer volatility, mm-hmm. the QQQs all the way, the NASDAQ, but, it's going to be way more volatile. But because no one in this market knows if tomorrow's going to be an up day or a down day, the S&P is a nice, safe middle bet. Like, the Dow doesn't move enough. The NASDAQ moves too much. The S&P 500 is like right there in the middle where like, you know, there's enough energy in there that if the rest of the market's bleeding out its ass, then like you're still not, compl- I mean, you're fucked, but like. But everything's bleeding energy. out of its ass right now. That's true. And we're going to talk about that. The, the S&P 500 erased all of the 2021 gains it's seen so far. And the NASDAQ is all the way back down to its um, August 2022 levels. NASDAQ, or sorry, 2020 levels. Yeah, 2020. NASDAQ yeah. said, hold my beer. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Do you think it's, you know, they say hindsight's twenty twenty, but do you think these price levels are going to be 2020 as well? I like the pun. Fuck, yeah, I'm, I'm happy. But <laughs> I'm really, I'm, uh, we yeah, can go ahead and wrap like, this podcast up. That was good. Are we yeah. finally and done. To, Cut to normal? Um, like, what is normal? We've been on a bull run for 13 years. 12 years? 13, d- d- depending on your calendar. So, Over okay. a decade. Yeah, uh, like... Are we just? I actually to... think that's maybe the scariest thing. Yeah, about right. It too. Like yeah. this. Like this should. I mean, like if you said we we've, we've been fucking flirting with this for a while. What if and we it could have be like the next four a, years a that are time. that are down years? You know, I don't think we're gonna have four down years. I think we could have we down this year a recession next year, so two, right? But like, hmm. I like four years is enough midterm and and regular term elections. To, to probably to, be change, able, to, to change some policies that, that's I affecting see. that. Now, yeah, don't get yeah. me wrong. China could be shut down. I think you were saying that they're welding doors shut. We'll, we'll talk about that more in, in our global news section. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like China. But it sounds like China. But, you know, like, yeah. it's been two years. It's been it's been 26 months since the March 2020 pandemic. Yeah. And, like, we're still seeing repercussions of it in the market. Uh and around the world. What's really weird is how quickly we dropped in the beginning of the rece- like the the COVID dip mm-hmm. and how quickly we recovered because not much tangibly changed in that 6 days. So if you yeah, and if you look the stock market is always the first to react, right? The top or the bottom mm-hmm. is usually 9 times out of 10 it's going to uh, precede the actual event. So the bottom of the COVID crash 
right? That happened way before we hit the peak of COVID numbers. Way before. Way before. We recovered and actually were above where we were before the, the COVID drop happened. Yeah. Whenever we hit the peak COVID infection numbers. I remember and that. And like arguably the infection numbers are still rising. It's a different variant of COVID now. But right. Like, it's, there are it's different, different factors. We have shots. We have we have several shots. Very now, true. Right. Yep. But yep. we also have very, very various. Uh, so you variants. could say the market has reacted to it. Yeah. It's priced in. I would say COVID is like, well, American COVID is like pretty much fully priced in. Chinese yeah. COVID, the lockdowns, uh, it's hurting everyone from Tesla. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, Tesla's uh, taking a big hit because of it. Their uh, new Shanghai. Um, Gigafactory. That's not the only reason they're taking a big hit, which would be a great segue, yeah. but instead is a great plug for our next topic, uh, Elon and what he's been up to recently. Uh, but I'm not, I'm not finished freaking out over this week in the market. Fair, right? Like mm-hmm. we thought we saw the low, right? I was sure. I wasn't sure, right? I thought we <laughs> might see. Spy. Well, we know which way he played it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like we might, I, I thought we, we might see spy under four hundred again in the future, maybe in twenty twenty three from like a recession, a crash, something like that. But just off of interest rates Three. and like, and like that's what the Fed's trying to do. They're trying to to crush demand. Yeah. Uh, and congratulations, I, I can't go out and buy uh, a new TV from Best Buy because. Um, <laughs> Because my calls didn't didn't work out. Because <laughs> you know, like why do you buy calls in a bear market? I'll tell you why. You get some of the strongest bull rallies in bear markets, and on a, very short term, that's all I needed. Yes. I just needed to be green for a little bit, <laughs> not for not for long, yeah. right? Not in this market. What's mm-hmm. our philosophy, guys? Secure profits early and often. Yes. Uh, in yeah. this bear market, but really, I just completely forgot what I was talking about. <laughs> Well, I mean, when you buy calls, at oh, the oh, my calls, yeah, that's so it, yeah. certain uh, that it's a uh, so yeah, so spy in the S and P five hundred. I, I play it through spy, right? Uh, dropped, which is very rare, dropped below the bottom Bollinger Band on the weekly chart. You, I, so I didn't want to buy. I didn't want to buy, but I had to buy. The technical said, "Shut up, shut up, shut up, scaredy cat, and buy this dip." Yeah. And then it got worse. And then it got worse. Which, yeah, this whole thing, like, and last so week So now bad. we're waiting for the monthly chart to fail. Oh, it's only a matter of time. Hopefully mm-hmm. no time soon. Hopefully. I mean, so Apple dropped below 150 last week, which was a, a huge deal. And then... All the way down to 132. All the way down to an intraday low of 132, whatever. Yeah. Right? Uh, it rallied back a little bit. But, like, this is bad. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I mean... Apple's a big component of the Dow, the S&P, and the NASDAQ. Of indexes, They're ETFs, also a market leader. Pension yes, plans. Yes. Like Warren Buffett isn't the, like a fourth of Warren Buffett yeah. <laughs> is an Apple. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's not good for anyone's Berkshire uh, stocks. No. Yep. Which is indexes, ETFs, pension plans. The um, Saudi Arabian oil and gas company has yeah. now... Congratulations, Armco. Yeah. Armco, yep. It's uh, now overtaken Apple again as the uh, world's largest company. So Apple yep. dethroned just because of its own losses in share share value. Is it? Is it their own fault? Does that have anything to do with Apple? Apple has lost... Well, it's half, the tech industry. Half sure. a trillion dollars. The market is bearish. The market is bearish, right? So, Apple's say, fault. Fundamentally... The market could be equally bearish on the oil and gas industry. Just it's, and it was. It's, it's benefiting we right did, now. You're right. We did see so, oil at negative $30 a barrel. Exactly. So you're right. Yep. And look at it now. Right? How, Over 100 How crazy that, that is. I'm feeling that the, you know, uh, the how pump crazy that for is. sure. Right? Hey, did you know that... You know what's even crazier? They, they don't store oil in barrels anymore? Did you guys know that? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Rewind it three episodes ago. <laughs> all of our viewers, save yourself fifteen minutes. Anymore, they never did. <laughs> barely. Was that a pun? Could you imagine? Bar- barely. Could you imagine they actually shipping actual oh barrels? That would be insane. Uh, well, I mean, it's just a measuring device. This is a time of insanity. Yeah, it's a unit of measurement. You're a unit of measurement. So one Patrick, please. The, <laughs> ooh la la. I ate about a Patrick worth of uh, crab tonight. Ooh. That's a good. that's a good good meal of crab. Yeah, I I, I would go for a, a Patrick's worth of crab. That explains why you've been so crabby on this episode. 
Oh, here we go. Yeah. Shots fired. Everyone just turned off the podcast. If you're still listening, yeah, this like, is, I appreciate over. it. And <laughs> how's your kids doing? Because you're clearly a dad. Uh, no, so look, I'm not sure there's any flights to safety uh, on the long on the long side of things. But every sector has been kicked the shadow of except for energy and big pharma. I want to emphasize big pharma, not biopharma. Right. So big pharma like your Johnson and Johnson, your Gilead, right, your Pfizer's like they've been they're still hit. They're not outperforming the market. Right. But well, they are outperforming the market. They're not being like super positive. They're not going to get you returns, but they're being hit less. They haven't seen the kind of disgusting sell off that we've seen in uh, the other uh, nine sectors. So what do you guys think about energy? Energy is not bad, you know. I mean, you're always going to need it. Like, I think flights to safety are definitely your like commodities, energy stuff that you literally cannot live without. Mm -hmm. I I was I was just going to make that exact same comparison. Energy should be seen almost as a commodity. You moving into the future, it very quickly will be sort of like the the limiting factor in society. It's going to be currency. It will be eventually for sure. And it may boil down to, like... One Patrick, please. Fossil fuels versus... <laughs> One Patrick of uranium, please. Renewable energy output. But, like, people probably will deal in, like, watts in the future. Yeah. Or, like, energy amounts. Yeah. I bet you one solar you think, battery. Um, yeah. I call. You guys think that our, our currency is going to become, like, energy-based? Yeah. That could very well be. Because, like, I don't know. As it was in history, is like it was based. That'd on be going backwards, gold, right? Yeah, I mean, I understand, but we we did away with the gold standard. So now we like are moving it back to something that's quote unquote tangible. Yeah, like stable coin. Is like energy tangible? That's why I say quote unquote. Like it's not really a tangible item, but like it's something that actually like has a value because it can provide you access to I don't know lights and heat and the internet i can eat two of those things for you much doubt on that that front uh <clears throat> the thing about a fiat currency is that it's, it's just an for agreement a government. between you and i and like well yeah the government, a, a government the, the governing body can it create all. it they have a lot more power mm-hmm. over that so that works out for them and if something works out for the people in power it's generally what happens hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just feel like there needs to be some actual tangible value of it because, like, a lot of the U.S. dollar has been sort of created in the past two years. Um, yep. Like, but I think 80% of all dollars. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a very, very high percentage. Um, it, it's just insane because if we were still kind of on the gold standard, there has to be an amount of gold backing every single dollar. Right. So it it's tougher for things like this to happen. And like inflation can kind of run away. And I would like to use the sort of example of Venezuela as a case study here where uh-huh. hyperinflation can happen very, very quickly. Right. And if you think about it, where you just said 80% of all U.S. dollars were printed in the last two years, that's crazy. Specifically... Uh, four, from $4 trillion in January 2020 to $20 trillion in October 2021. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of money. That is a lot of money that's just come into existence yesterday for all intents and purposes. Right. right. It hasn't existed. And like... No, I mean, if that's not hyperinflation, I really don't know what it is. Yeah. And but then again, you have to choose the, to The only it. thing why this, like, the only reason why this is, like, sort of flown under the radar, I think, is because everyone's in the same situation. Well, that, what is right. inflation? Inflation is paying more for something than it did yesterday, right? Something like that. Yes. Loosely speaking. It really impacts you whenever it happens to certain currencies versus other currencies. Like, if all of a sudden... Like the yen. Right, yes. major trading. The, right. the yen didn't have a, a similar outcome during this whole COVID thing where they needed to produce a lot more of their dollar. Yeah. That creates a sort of imbalance in the market. And like, I don't know, effectively, if you would have put all of your net worth into yen before COVID, you would now be able to have 
a heck of a lot more U.S. dollars in the end. Right. But that's just Forex trading. So. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I just think it's interesting. And it would be well, so, oh, much wait. easier if there were something that we could actually peg our dollar to. Something that means something. Well, you saw whether, how well that worked for... Uh, or effective use. Yeah. Well, like, you saw a world that worked out for Luna, didn't you? <laughs> well, yes. Yeah. I, it, <laughs> it worked out great until it was unpegged. Yeah. 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 Which, by the way, don't look that up. Don't Google unpegging online. <laughs> you need to be more specific. Go find a Discord. You that was uh, <laughs> that was your uh, marital chores, huh? Yeah, that was that oh. that that caused some issues last <laughs> that week. Was what that was to unpeg. <laughs> You learn, you learn a lot. Just for all of our viewers, it's Major's birthday today, and he wasn't allowed to hang out because he, quote-unquote, had chores. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't, okay. I wasn't not allowed to hang out. I just couldn't hang out because I had chores. There's a difference there. Okay. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, a man's got responsibilities. Yeah. You told us you couldn't, so. Well, yes, I could. Yes, that's yes. true. Yes. So I think one of the reasons why we haven't seen ultra-mega hyperinflation, right, because Inflation's good. The Fed has a target inflation rate of 2%. The problem is we've got hyperinflation right now at 41, uh, 41%. Uh, at, you know, around 8.1, over 8%. But one of the things, I think, why we are not seeing this mega hyperinflation as the dollar has gone from $4 trillion to $20 trillion in 22 months uh, is that, like, look at the Fed's balance sheet. Like, they went from $4 trillion to $9 trillion buying bonds right so we did see inflation in the stock market now if the fed spent five trillion dollars buying eggs last year right they'd probably be up two thousand percent instead of 225 or whatever ridiculous amount of price increase eggs is seen uh so i think we are we or at least we have seen inflation in the stock market i mean if you look or we have seen inflation it just wasn't in the grocery aisle it was in the stock market well yeah and i think uh Actually, I was talking with Tim about this at lunch today um, that we have like, yeah, you have inflation because they were printing all that money. And if you look at from um, what, March 2020 at the bottom to now, it's already been priced in. That's already been uh, like people were fleeing from the dollar at that point and putting it in the stock. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what you do to, you, you, to create you generational you wealth. You didn't want to hold an asset or sorry, you wanted to hold an asset instead of cash because everyone knew inflation was going to be happening the amount of money that was being spent by the governments was freaking ridiculous like there has to be some sort of push back to all the benefit that was kind of received by the average citizen so right one could very easily assume that inflation were to sort of increase or kind of take over the marketplace which in in turn increases equity values so i don't know now that we're sort of seeing the the dollar kind of round off and maybe head back down lower. Well, yeah, like even though you're seeing off. the effects of that in uh, your like <clears throat> stores or restaurants now, mm -hmm. uh, there was the anticipation of those effects in the stock market before it happened. And so mm -hmm. now that the faucet has been cut off, you're not really sure where the market's going to go anymore. Yep. Yeah. All of a sudden, you have more cost, you know. So exactly, yeah, yeah. I mean, we. I mean, if you think Whereas about when it, when they're pumping money into it, it's like it literally can only go up. Yeah, and like because it, it, everyone loves you have spending to more put money those, whenever that you're making dollars more money. somewhere. Yeah, and mm -hmm. now that all of a sudden, ooh, like everything just costs more now. It's like, yeah. oh shit! Like we also have to charge more, and like, whoa, people now need to be getting paid more at their jobs which is going to take a couple years to probably roll out and get an effect everywhere let's be right. real right and, and plus that just costs more for companies which means that they charge more which means that things cost more and who does it screw the people who aren't getting that the seven and a half percent raise this year to compensate for inflation right exactly right God, can like, you imagine getting yeah, a seven it's, uh, and a half people on the lower end and it that's still why... doesn't beat inflation <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think uh, at least one of us can understand that yeah. <laughs> Probably exactly how that feels. Yes. What was it? 1.5%? 0.3. Oh, 1.3. Yeah. Yeah. So that doesn't even beat inflation yeah. normally. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's it's silly. So it's disgusting. So what like how 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 did they justify that? They're like, here you go, guys. We know it's been up seven percent, but here's one point three. Yep, I don't know. It was just 
It's almost insulting. I mean, at what point do you pull out, like, the 10K and be like, you guys are up. I want the same raise that you guys got. Yeah. Your revenue's up. Your revenue's up 20% year over year. I want my revenue to be up 20% year over year. Let's go. Yeah. I thought this was a team effort. Yeah. Yeah. We're a family, right? You know who else is down 40% in the market? Elon. Elon is down 40%. Him as a person. Him as a person. I mean, no, his net worth. That's rough. Since the highs in November. Oof. Yeah, it's down 41% imagine, but, of this recording. That is pretty rough. But imagine being yeah. imagine being down 41% on your portfolio and still having enough money to buy Twitter. Right. Imagine, imagine yeah. announcing that you're going to pay $44 billion for Twitter and then losing more than $44 billion based on that news. That's rough. <laughs> yeah. Right? That's rough. Yeah. That's like if you were like, I'm going to buy an Xbox, and it costs you $600 just to say that sentence out loud. Just to tweet that out loud, that you yeah. want to buy an Xbox. <laughs> costs yeah. you more than yeah. the price of the Xbox. That's fucked, honestly. Yeah. Microsoft comes and but, takes your $600. But again, it is like something like that. that. That was a really good move. That You put that into bite-sized terms. Yeah. Thanks. I, like I appreciate it. Well, you know, considering that he he's kind of backing out of it now, I wonder... He sold a bunch of Tesla shares, right? Yeah, uh, $4 billion. So do you think he maybe just did it to sell the shares with, like, a, a reason? No, I think, I think... Hmm. So people I didn't think he's got a cocaine out? problem? Hmm. This, like, mm, this, I don't know. Nothing $44 billion dollars of cocaine? Nothing makes that's sense. That's a lot. Well, that's a lifetime of cocaine? So, or, or a night... With Elon, who knows? Maybe he just... I mean, you all know Elon. He might just literally pack up like a million dollars worth of cocaine and shoot down into space, right? Because his car is getting lonely or thirsty. I don't know. This is Elon we're talking about here. I don't know. I think he is more trying to make change. I think that's his shtick motive. I don't know. I mean, yeah. He, I mean, he said he wants to like buy Twitter to preserve like the freedom of speech or whatever, which, you know, if that was true, it would be a very noble cause or whatever. It's at least good publicity saying that. I mean, it's, it's nothing but free publicity. I mean, Tesla yeah. doesn't spend a dollar on, on it. And he's yeah. just getting billions and billions. Because, I mean, that's, that's all anyone's talking about nonstop yeah. over and over again. I mean, it did cost him 41% of his net worth. Yeah, so. that's true. Yeah, and like it's not like he's getting those billions. It's like going into... Yeah, Tesla advertising and, and SpaceX, which is a private company. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is like not nothing really kind of makes sense and feels right about this merger from the very beginning, where he was like a take it or leave it, like no negotiations. He opted not I to do his over, due diligence. Overpay for the shares, which is fairly common. Yeah, in premiums takeovers. premiums are nice, but it was a little bit much. I thought. Oh, I mean the twenty extra cents. Yeah. Cost them hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. Which is just a ridiculous joke. Whatever. Doesn't doesn't matter really that much. But, like, it just didn't seem like it was worth him taking the risk. No, it didn't make any sense. Thing. Not for Tesla, not like, for Tesla's shareholders. Like, he has a fiduciary matter. Tesla aside, just for Elon Musk, like, he was taking an enormous financial risk to take over or, like, buy yeah, into... To- a company that was like I don't know not profitable, not profitable, yeah. and probably not going to be for so like, quite a while the, or like ever. The interest rate on his hypothetical interest rate on his loan payment uh, is greater than the EBITDA that Twitter brings in. Yeah. So like, and yeah, th- that's another thing. Taking a loan against Tesla equity or however he managed to do it is he going to get margin call to here? his own. <laughs> Personal How account. hilarious yeah, would that maybe. be? Is that, is that what we just saw? Out of I mean, ownership. Yeah. Tesla went to 630 last week. He very could. I'm 20x Tesla, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One day. Yes, not this week. What, 10, 10 Teslas? But here's my thing. So, like, he, made, he, he put out a tweet saying that the deal is being put on hold because of the bots. And it sounded like they were, like, if I remember correctly, like, there were too many bots. He thought there were more bots than the 5% that... Mm, mm, they claimed. No, no, no. Sorry, there were less bots oh. than the 5%. Because he, he, he was tweeting out, like, the deal's been put on hold due to uh, the confusing amount of possible bots on Twitter. He, like, th- there wasn't that many bots. And then it mm, came out that mm. there was, like, 20% of bots instead of the 5% of bots. Which is a whole nother issue that Twitter yeah. might get into at the SEC 
that because yeah. they don't actually know their own numbers. Well, or they, like, they they're lied. not reporting. Their no, they own lied. Numbers. Yeah, they lied on yeah. the filing. But at the same time, Elon waived mm-hmm. his right to do due diligence. So like, that's his fault. But no deal is ever done. He's, he like, can pull out for a billion dollars, and Tesla share price will probably go up a hundred bucks. Yeah, over like a week, seventy five percent of that in like two days. Yeah, probably, probably. Yeah. You're probably not wrong on that. Honestly, there would be a big recovery on Tesla because there's so much he risk. He would be focusing more on Tesla than at least financially. Yeah, I mean he's right. got seven companies we discussed, yeah. five seven. So like, yeah, it's too much on his plate. And then Twitter on top of that. I mean, the man's tweeting so much already. Can you imagine being in charge of Twitter on top of that? Yeah. But, yeah. man, is he good at it. Yeah, I mean, there would be so many hilarious, like, memes and shit that he would do, though. <laughs> yeah. But it would be, that's it would be not funny to what see he needs to be doing. Twitter. It could He's be a trying clown. to do some big projects. I think he should just take the time and focus on them more. Like, fast forward 30 right. years. Thanks, Mom. No, but, like... No, no, I'm saying fast forward 30 years and then look back and think, like... Could this, like, this could make or break Elon. Like, Elon was made, but this could break him. And, like, think back, like, 30 years, we've been talking, like, hey, remember the richest man in the world who was going to Mars and was about to change the entire world, uh, but wanted Donald Trump to be able to be on Twitter and ruined it all, right? Trying to protect free speech. If that's the story, that sucks. Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, Elon had, like, this is just such a... It a was a risky move. It was a, an immense risk for no reason. I'm pretty sure I said this about like one or two podcasts ago. Yeah. I said like, it's a huge risk for someone that didn't need to take it. Really. Right. Like he didn't need to take over Twitter. Yeah, free speech. Yeah, sure. It is very important. I, this is why we did the podcast. <laughs> yeah. You but, heard it here. But like. Yeah, free speech. Yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah, okay. Free speech, sure. No, but like. But what's really important is profit. No. Free speech is important, but, like, I don't know, to throw away everything you have, almost, or, like, the chance of making the meaningful changes that you've set out to do for free speech, maybe, I don't know. And do you want... Arguable. Do you want Elon Musk to be in charge of your definition of free speech? I mean, I know it's only literally Twitter's definition, it'll be, like, terms of agreement or whatever. Yeah, Terms and conditions. But, like, do you want Elon kind of setting the benchmark for what free speech should be? Yeah, true. Well, and then also to conflate the fact that owning Twitter will enhance free speech is ridiculous. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, Twitter is reduce... not the bar for free speech. No, so. but it'll reduce censorship that happens on Twitter. And, like, I don't know. It's sure. I, I think it's pretty so, obvious that there is You can go problem. anywhere else. There's a lot of censorship true. and manipulation that happens on every media yeah, but, since the beginning of time. Yeah, but at least Twitter could be free of that. So... Let's sure, look at but that. That wouldn't if, fix free speech. Like Patrick was saying. For Twitter, it would. So, but, like, th- that that's the risk he's taking. Not, just to get free speech not for Twitter. As a, but like, like, not it, as a whole. So it's not, like, as important. Yes. As yeah. Yeah. It makes yeah, it sound. Yeah. Like, I don't know. A, a big risk for free speech on Twitter. Yeah. For free speech on Twitter. On like, Twitter. That's the, yeah. that's the, that's, that's that's the, the big caveat. Yeah. So when you talk about censorship or freedom, freedom of speech on social media and like patrick was saying it's it's been an issue and it's been there since the dawn of social media but there's a couple places in i would even say the dawn of media yes the dawn of media yeah Yeah. so that's a good catch yeah um but if you look at places like 4chan and then it's notorious ugly brother 8chan where there is no censorship like do we want twitter becoming that kind of like filthscape and I think any reasonable person would say, like, mm-hmm. yeah, there's a there there's probably a couple of really good posts on A Chain or whatever. But there's a lot of uh, the worst in humanity, Scum. I guess is the, the best yeah. way I can put that on A Chain, and that's because it is anonymous and it is uh, you can say literally completely uncensored. Yeah. So like, yeah, I guess. Yeah, and I mean, you know, some people might have never even heard of A Chain. You probably some people probably have heard of Four Chain that was really popular like a decade ago, but probably have never heard of A Chain. And, I mean, that's a big difference between this, you know, rather random, obscured forum website versus Twitter, where literally right. you have to go to get instant news mm-hmm. that are a Bloomberg terminal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's tough. Um, but, like, it, it, it's crazy how there's, like, so few reliable sources for global news. Like, there, there should be places where people can go and... Get meaningful facts about what's going on in the world. Like, 
this whole, I don't know, contrasting opinion thing where you have, like, multiple viewpoints, so, like, is very important, but, like, at some point, like, you just kind of want the facts of yeah, what's going on. Yeah, you don't want to you just want yeah, bullet like, points. Yeah, like, no bias one way or another, just literally the facts. Bullet you gotta choose your uh, news on. sources. You do. You do. Like, uh, I like the BBC, M- NPC, and uh, Al Jazeera. That was, uh, was pretty good. That was gonna be my pick. Was Al Jazeera? Mm. Yep. So, I mean, you know, there are some out there. Yeah. Yeah. But you have to be discerning. You can't just look at whatever is in front of your face. Absolutely. I mean, you can't just like I don't know, listen to Jim Cramer and do everything that he says. No. I yeah, mean, you like demanding could, 100 basis point hike. You probably could listen to Jim Cramer and do yeah. the opposite of everything he says <laughs> and be trading very well Honestly, right now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so like let's 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 go over some some global so some so as much fun as Elon is, he is not the market. Uh, there are more things going on. Um, so Mad Money talk show host Jim Cramer from CNBC uh, just spent. Thursday and Friday, screaming at the TV, screaming at J-Pow, demanding a hundred point basis, a uh, hundred basis point hike for interest rates that they need to shock the system. And like, I don't, he doesn't really say much more besides, you know, the, the Fed's got to shock. The Fed's got to shock. And like, I like to know how so, Nasdaq being back in like August twenty twenty prices, twenty twenty, checks notes real fast. Yeah, August twenty twenty prices. I just don't know what he what Jim Cramer is looking for to shock. Well, he the probably system. bought like weekly puts or something. I don't know. So I mean, yeah, up some weekly gear. puts sounds like the really great idea in a bear market, but we're so low right now. It just it's hard to buy puts because it could snap back at any time. Hmm. And, well, that's the Jimmy Crane for you. And Biden has recently signed a new forty billion dollar aid package for Ukraine. For Ukraine, yeah, yeah, including twenty billion in military spending. Yeah, so like, I I don't know. I would. Do you know what it's specifically spent on, or like a like a line item breakdown of like Stinger missiles? I do not. No, but like it's it's going to be military aid, like rich. I don't know weaponry of some kind. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it's $20 billion in yeah. military assistance, $8 billion in general economic support, $5 billion uh, in addressing the global food shortage, and then another billion to help refugees. <laughs> oh, yeah, and uh, the refugees as well. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, I don't know. All of it's kind of important, but this whole thing doesn't need to be happening. Like, I don't know. No. But, you know, it makes a lot of people rich. Puts money in their pockets, so they sure. like that. Sure, yeah. I mean, we we all saw how much Lockheed Martin ran. And, like, did they yeah. tangibly do anything more in those no. few months or weeks? Probably no. No, but what they did... They probably answered a lot of more phone calls. A lot more phone calls. Yeah, a lot more delivery orders. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But the, 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 the important thing is they're going to need to restock their supplies. Yes. To continue, if this is going to be a long-term problem, if we're going to keep selling them weapons, we're going to keep needing to make weapons. And I mean, we've got to be running low on stockpiles. I mean, geez, we've, we're on month four. I'm pretty sure we are running low on Stinger stockpiles. Yeah, on Stingers. Actually. So they're going to have to. So that I mean, so like commodity prices are going to keep going up, right? And that's going to like impact the bottom line of Lockheed Martin. So that's something also to keep in mind um, with your defense. Uh, stocks uh, plus Jim Cramer is very bullish on it, so something else to keep in mind. Watch out because we'll see. Like with Walmart, uh, we saw with Walmart and Target on their earnings, you can increase revenue, but if you increase <laughs> your operating costs even more, it's going to negatively impact your earnings and your EPS, and that's going to negatively bring down the whole fucking market. Thanks, Walmart. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't know. There, there's a few large players in the North American marketplace that kind of really control a lot more than you think they would. And just because they are the sort of consumer facing end of things, like that's where a lot of the end sale happens. And there's a lot of like purchase from other companies type negotiation that goes on, I think in the marketplace. And there's fewer um, like actual product to consumer transactions and walmart costco um home depot those are a lot of those types of companies where 
there's lots of like lumber or like toy manufacturing yeah. or whatever companies that sort of sell to Walmart and like it, it, it's a interesting sort of thing so like right now with everything sort of becoming more expensive like what is the move to safety right where, where do you kind of go right now and everything is kind of tied towards the S&P 500 right now and like Bitcoin kind of a couple of years ago used to be seen as a hedge against the market uh, but like right now the only thing that is kind of moving up in the time of uh, like the markets uh, S&P 500 Nasdaq Dow Jones going down is commodities and a lot of that being metals and like basic foods or um, I don't know for example wheat soy corn a lot of those very basic food products um, surprisingly not rice though which I thought was kind of curious but not accounting for that like um, wheat is up 76% over the past year beef 62% over the past year shrimp 20% over the past year all these basic sort of food items are kind of accelerating in the marketplace and that may just be because the dollar is maybe less effective now or you could kind of look at it in a couple different ways but there's just so much going on everything's kind of becoming more expensive and if you're i don't know playing on commodity prices yeah those are the things that getting are getting more expensive yeah so why not why not be in a position to sell them? Well, the thing about commodities also is that you're going to have to buy them. Like, <clears throat> there's no yeah. way around yeah. it in a, in a lot of senses. Like, for instance, you even said, what was it? Wheat was up 70%. Shrimp was up 20%. Yeah, exactly. And like, I, That's I, because I, people are going to have to buy wheat more likely like than beef, they will have to buy shrimp. Uh, for example, is up uh, 60 or sorry, chicken is up 62%. Beef is up 18%. Because you could buy other things besides shrimp, but wheat... It's like a basic. Yeah, and right now there's kind of a little bit of an avian flu thing going on. Um, so that could be the, the reason for the price of chicken to yeah, I mean, sort of go up. Like, we just had chicken wings the other night, and that was the most I've ever paid for six chicken wings. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, true. Right, prices went up. But it's not just food. Because, I mean, if you think about it, what's happening? It's harder to get stuff out of the ground. It's more expensive. It's harder. It's why the supply is lower. It's why the demand why the price is going up but it's not just food cotton's up 71 percent hmm. year over year yep right that's materials gonna, too. that's gonna affect uh like aluminum clothing like oh. metals mm -hmm. like the the number for aluminum is up right in front of me right now so it's it's up 39 percent over the past year it's kind of kind of crazy and the way it kind of impacts in the end user is their wage that they're earning everybody's spending money Everybody participating in the economy needs to be making more to be able to keep up with these things or they're going to have to have like 50% less grain intake. Right. Because they simply can't afford it anymore. And a lot of commodity companies like, for instance, S.A. Vale, um, the mining company in, in Brazil, right? Uh, when nickel had its uh, initial bump up in commodity price, right, when it surged up over 200%, right, uh, Vale had a bunch of shorts on nickel. Even though they mine it, right? It's a hedge in case the price of nickel falls, their company's still gonna make money because they've got shorts on it. But when the price of nickel jumps up 200% in, in a day and a half or whatever, uh, the shorts have to cover. And that brought the price up even higher, mm -hmm. which made more shorts cover, which brought the price up even higher until all the shorts got wrung out. It's absolutely crazy. Um, so, I mean, nickel's up 100% right now. Gold's up only, right. only up 10. Hmm. Should I be buying bars of nickel instead of gold? I mean, maybe. I'd like to see what silver is at there. Negative um, 4% for the year. So, a lot better than Bitcoin. Yeah. It is a solid hedge. But, um, speaking of hedges, shall we move to rip it or dip it and look at something a little bit more timely? Absolutely. I, I do want to place... I do want to place one uh, untimely or one timely note, just because all the listeners know how much I love aerospace. Uh, City Group came out with a note uh, expecting the space industry to reach a trillion dollars in annual revenue, annual revenue by 2040, um, with launch costs dropping 95% to unlock more services from orbit. 
including um, Maritime Launch, M-A-X-Q. Uh, so that's a stock that we talked about in the Discord. Um, pretty cool. It's got ties, letters of intent, LOIs, with SpaceX and NASA. So, I mean, really cool stuff. That, that was a really cool conversation we had in the Discord. Uh, just to put it in perspective, the global space economy's value, uh, the global space... To put in perspective, the global space economy's value reached $424 billion in 2020, right? Which was a 70% increase over 2010. So mm. this industry is growing, and it is growing rapidly. Yeah, well, I mean, the thing years, about pretty good. cities saying that launch costs are going to drop by 95%, just, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I believe city on that. I mean, we'll see. I'm not saying it's... I mean, it sounds like they believe Elon's going to be able to reuse those rockets... Mm-hmm. It might be possible, but I don't trust City yeah. to make that call. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, it's kind of out of their wheelhouse. I've worked with I've worked with those analysts at the London Stock Exchange. Not mm. not that specific Citigroup analyst, but I've had beers with these analysts, and they're just as dumb as you and me. Uh, which is, I guess, no, that's not a segue. I don't have anything. Rip it or dip it. <laughs> <laughs> We had a segue earlier. Yeah. We get to new ducks. Sorry, I really wanted to talk about aerospace. You know how much I love asteroid mining. Ah, space doesn't exist. <laughs> it's, a, it's a thing of it of our imaginations. Well, if you went up 95, or you, if you cut costs by 95%, that would definitely be ripping it. Would you uh, rip uh, aerospace companies? SpaceX is in public and everything else is too growthy. Rocket Labs, maybe, but... We're in a bear market. Yeah. Things are right. going to be taking a hit just because everything else is going down. Now, is it's this the time to, to buy Joby, the flying car company? Probably. Or or Archer, right? Another yeah. another one. Yeah. Right? You got 200 bucks? Go buy 200, go buy 100 shares. Throw the IRA. I got one. Yeah. What is it? You never know what's going to come back to you. Hmm. But let's talk about another episode, another fantastic well, yeah, first we have yep. to do our uh, recap. What did you all think about uh, Walmart this Well, week? I said it was going to dip, and uh, I don't know. It uh... it dipped the whole market, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> it tanked it, right? And then Home Depot, or we'll, we'll get into that in a second, right? But so Tom. Tom. Tom said dip, Patrick said rip, I said rip, Tom. and it dipped. Fucking so Tom. point for Tom. Now, Home Depot gave some reassurance in the market which really just kind of screwed over bulls because it made Wal- it made it look like it was Walmart specific which spoiler alert target finishes off where uh, where Walmart started or Walmart started but Home Depot Home Depot but Home Depot uh actually ripped ripped yeah. and it looks like Tom was right again Tom two for two how that, did he get that uh typical oh, your luck oh wait now I've got the names here uh, I've got the column switch. That's actually my column. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, no. right. <laughs> yeah. So, ooh, so Patrick uh, said dip. I said dip. Patrick, you know what we forgot about? Contractors, mm. right? Six months ago, people oh, were true. ordering and doing all the home renovation stuff that we remember from the good old the good old days, right, Patrick? But mm. contractors are slow, so they've still got six, eight months of backlog. So they're still coming into Home Depot, right? Uh, and spending lots of of, of money. Now, AMD. Right. We all said dip. Let's just pull this band-aid off. It ripped up. It ripped. It that ripped. was disappointing. But uh, it's, I don't know, fun to watch. What do you think, spoiler alert, what do you think about NVIDIA? Do you think, do you, like, what, do you think this, is, this makes you feel better about NVIDIA, or do you think NVIDIA is still too, too toppy? NVIDIA is a competitor. Yeah. So, I don't know. There could be market correlation, uh, but... Did AMD rip too much? Did they just, I don't know, sober, sort of overtake NVIDIA a little bit? No. Who knows? Probably not. No. I don't it's prob- think so. probably good news for the chip market overall. Yeah. But. Uh, and great news for uh, the Chinese e-commerce section hmm. with JD. Yeah. And I don't know, thinking about it now, Chinese e-commerce probably did have an uptick because they were on lockdown. Because they were all locked down, so they couldn't fucking leave their house, so they were buying everything online. We're so stupid. Why do we even have this podcast? I thought, as soon as JD came out and ripped up 10%, I was like, of fucking course. I was like... Yeah, it makes complete sense. I was like, we all said dip. Am I Jim Cramer? China's locked down. They're not going to be buying anything. Because that's, that's a good point. Like, 
there's credit that exists out there. Consumerism. Like if, if you're locked down for two months and you can't work and you run out of money, you're going to get a credit card. And then you're going to buy something online because you need right. food, you need toilet paper. Like, duh. Ouch. Yeah, I guess. Oh. That brings us on to uh, Palo Alto. Man, that's humbling sometimes. It is. It, it is. is. Uh, it is. Palo Alto, not the city, the ticker. The ripper, the dipper, the king. I said tipper. dip. You did and... say dip. And it ripped. It ripped hard. It, it, yeah, it went up solid, solid 12%. At one point I saw in the day, it was a nice $90 increase mm. in price. Yeah. Patrick yeah. and Major, both writing on that one. Yeah, finally got one right, right there. Yeah. Uh, and then Sundial. Sundial. Finally reported earnings. And Tom was correct for the past eight weeks. <laughs> Tom has been correct. And it ripped up about 10% on the day of announcement. Falling shortly afterwards, but it was up on the day. Congratulations. I, uh... Man, two episodes ago I had rip because I was gonna rip it like a bong. Yeah, but, but you, then, you then I switched, switched the dip, dip so you no points. Dip. Yeah, cool. So I hate I hated last week and now I hate it even more now. That was that was not fun. Uh, Tom has taken over first place at twenty seven. Patrick oh, yeah. is twenty six, and I have uh, twenty four. Oh, last place, just like you've always been. Just yeah, because I started late. Like let's not forget <laughs> that. Like. <laughs> Okay. Whatever. City wins the race. So we're gonna switch up as as earnings season comes to a close. Oh my gosh, the the palpitations, the contractions, uh, not just in the stock market, but in my heart mm -hmm. uh, over this earnings season. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, just ball busting. What an amazing. We had Netflix tank the market. We had Facebook save the market. Right, mm -hmm. and then. Walmart tanked the market, and then Target fucking just put the nail in the coffin. But what do you guys think? So, so let's switch up as earnings season closes. Let's just talk about these major hitters and what what do we think they're going to do in the week to come. And they're pretty uh, ubiquitous. So I think it's more of like a general question, like what do you think like the market's going to do? Okay. Okay. So what about you, Tom? What about Netflix? You think Netflix is going to be up? Uh, by Over the, the next end week. of the week. So By the end of the week. week. Close of Friday. Close of Friday. Is it going to be the up? next coming week? Yep. Hmm. I will say dip. All right. What about you, Patrick? Well, I'm going to go big dick bull hmm. play over here. I'm gonna say big rip dick on everything. everything. So you think we're just going to have like a huge bull rally? Yeah. Rip it. Or you think we're just going to slowly trend upwards? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, at least for one week, just as a little... Rebound. A little, uh, you know, some some relaxation from all the... I mean, I could see us trending up Monday and Tuesday and then the FOMC minutes coming out on Wednesday. Wednesday and, and then just... Everything. And then Thursday and Friday, just new lows, yeah. new 52-week lows. Yeah. That sounds like this market. Could be. Could uh, be. Stay tuned. Find out next week. Meta. But my heart, my heart wants what the it heart It does. Wants, mm -hmm. uh, but it's ultimately up to what uh, BlackRock wants. When BlackRock's done selling, true, bulls can come yeah. back in. Yeah. What about Meta? My heart is like a black rock. Meta. Uh, Meta? Yeah. Tim, what I do you think? I think I'm going to go dip again. He's going to go dip. I'm still kind of bullish on everything. Bearish? Sorry, bearish on yeah. everything. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Still rip. Uh, I don't know. FOMC in the next week? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. But it's on Wednesday, so that gives us Thursday and Friday to rally back. We'll see. We'll see. Man, the market's tough. It is. Uh, gotta love it, though. I'm gonna go with Rip here. I think, hmm. while we're not out of the clear, I think there are some really good buying opportunities out there. Like, you know, Apple, under $140. Didn't think that sure. didn't think that would happen. Like, you know, great time to, to nibble on some, dollar-cost mm -hmm. average-wise. What about Amazon? Now, we all know Patrick. Patrick's Rip on everything. Yeah. What, what about you, Tom? Whoop, whoop. Rip it. On Amazon, I'm gonna go with Dip. Okay, so you think I'm, I'm still thinking a bear market overall. Yeah. What about yourself? Tim's just dipping. Yeah, dipping everything. I'm going opposite of Patrick. Yeah, like some guacamole over there. I don't know. What do you guys tweet at me? What do you guys think I should do for Amazon? Should it rip or should it dip? I mean, because if we're looking at it, it's down 30% over the last month. 30%. So what's one more week, right? So what's one more week? Uh, I mean, that's great. It could be nothing, right? They're down 28% over the last three months. Yeah. So, like, a lot of the pain's come in this last month or so. Yeah. And, you know, just a year ago, it was $1,000 higher. Mm. Uh, mm. 
Yeah. Yeah. Interestingly enough, uh, a year ago, it's only down 33%. Interesting. Right? Yeah. So a lot of the pain coming literally in this last month. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to go with Rip on this one. Okay. Now, what about Google? Google? Yeah. We'll just use GOG for, for fun. Because of Rip their it. stock split coming up, I think Rip. There's going to be some buying leading into that. Yes. There we go. Okay. I will, I will go rip go. on Google. All right. And that's uh, July 1st, if I'm not mistaken, right? Correct. Cool. And Patrick, you're going to keep your bullish rip mentality on Google? I've got to keep it. Though now I kind of want to dip it just because. <laughs> just just to honest. keep it interesting. <laughs> I'm going to say. I'm gonna, we'll Full opposites yeah. on Patrick. I'm going to say rip as well. Oh, inverse. <laughs> create inverse ETF for Patrick's picks. <laughs> yeah. Inverse Tom. I, 3x Tom, Tom Long. It Tom. It Tom. It Tom. Or <laughs> Titom. Triple uh, index. T Tom. T T T one. T T T. Well, whoever uh, whoever ends up winning yeah. will have to create an index well, for. It'll no, it'll just be an index the of index, the, pad, the ones they the got right. Mm. <laughs> right. Uh, Google, I'm going to have to go with RIP, but not because of the stock split. I think this market is too volatile, it's too bearish, and it's too choppy for uh, smart investors to play the run-up this soon, right? I think if this was 2021, we could start seeing the run-up as early as the beginning of May. But now we might see it literally a week before the record date for the stock split at this point, just because people do not want to hold these expensive ass stocks but so five weeks away we'll see it's, the it's, run. it's when you want to start getting in because that's before the run you want to get in before the run yeah that was my original gap but strap. what if it five weeks before. drops what if it keeps dropping hmm. we'll see so are you trying to catch a falling knife i would mm. rather i'd rather wait for, for confirmation for, of a run okay yeah true yeah true, true. this is see we we can Sometimes we fucked up on that JD thing, but yeah. sometimes we'll, we'll, be, we'll be there as a, together yeah. as a community. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What about Spy, right? Playing the old S&P 500. Hmm. I'm going to say dip. I think overall. Yeah. I was, I, was, I, was, I was curious because if you said rip, it wouldn't really make yeah. sense with the rest of your uh, call, call outs because Spy is essentially going to True. be an average and i do think google does have a little bit of anomaly case here over the next week so yeah sure yeah and we'll see we'll see true. how it pans out yeah i mean we started last week uh over four hundred dollars we ended the week just uh over 390 true i'm gonna say rip too no well, you said dip but i'm gonna say rip with patrick all right all right Go, yeah going with patrick's all rip the full rip week yeah. the full rip week yeah. Make sure to check back week. next week uh, to see how wrong Tom is and mm -hmm. how right Patrick and I are. Yeah. Yeah. And then if you're playing at home, <laughs> uh, like always, tweet at us uh, your score and how you're keeping up. We'd love to hear from you guys. Yeah. Thanks, everybody, for watching or Thanks, listening. Tom. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We can't, you can't watch it because literally, Tom, <laughs> we, could yep. do, we could do videos, but literally can't have his face. Yeah. Because Fucking Tom. Tom. Tom's here. It's okay. Uh, thanks, Got everybody, it. for listening. And uh, we'll see you next week. And we'll cue the outro. Thank you for listening to The Roots Report by Roots Research, LLC. Everything discussed in this podcast should be considered to be disinterested commentary between hosts. This is not financial advice, as we are not financial advisors. Please be sure to share, follow us on Twitter, Spotify, and join our Discord. Links are in the description below. This has been The Roots Report, and stay rooted.